So what is the formula for getting somebody to make an impulse buy? That's one of the things that came up during day two of my five days, five challenge extravaganza. And we're going to talk about it right now. I'm Dr. Brenna Murphy. I'm the marketing medic, and I am currently trying to do five different business challenges. They all happen to be scheduled this week. I will say I'm behind. Um, I had some appointments that took up half the day, but we're going to see where we get by the end of this week and probably catch some of the replays over the weekend. Okay, but let's talk about impulse purchases and why you would even need to know how to facilitate somebody making an impulse purchase. Well, there are a lot of different things you can sell online. A lot of digital products are built to solve a problem. So you are addressing somebody when they're frustrated and giving them a solution. You have products that fall into entertainment, you know, so that can be books, movies, comic books, you know, games. And then you have merchandise or stuff. There's stuff that's gadgets, and again, that can kind of fall into the solve a problem category. Some gadgets are just weird, so people buy them for their weirdness and to potentially make more content from them. That's the TikTok made me buy it category. And then there's just that merchandise, that branded or customized stuff. And that's where we need people to make impulse purchases if we want them to buy our stuff. And that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile or it's not something they'll enjoy, but we have to facilitate them seeing it and buying it. And especially as you are developing your brand and expanding your brand out to more people, putting your art on things, you know, finding products that match your way that you're serving your ideal customer, initially, you're not going to have people buying just because your brand is on it. You know, this isn't Nike or Adidas where people will buy it just because of the brand. You have to make it appealing. So what is the formula for impulse buying? Well, number one, it has to be interesting. There has to be something about it visually that gets people to stop scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and stop and take notice. And the easiest, kind of most impactful way to do that is to have something on the product that reflects your ideal person's identity. Now, if it's purely just like print-on-demand products, this often is related to their hobby, their career, something they identify with about themselves. And depending on the space you're working in, you know, this could be kind of a personal development thing, like it's overplayed and kind of ridiculous, but like girl boss or you know, hustling in between baking cookies, you know, like something where it kind of is related to either how they identify themselves or how they want to identify themselves. So once you have that, once you've stopped them scrolling, then you have to make sure that it's unique enough. So it's not just another t-shirt. It's not just another coffee mug. It's something that is unique enough that they're worried they may not find it again. And 
now they have the emotional connection between, oh, that's a really cool product. I want that. And it's something that relates to me. Now you have to make it logical. You have to give them the evidence that it's worth buying. If you haven't listened to Simon Sinek's The Power of Why talk, his TED talk, um, he talks about that we make our decisions emotionally first and then logically second. So we basically make a decision, decision emotionally and then convince ourselves it's a logical decision with data. So you have a product that's interesting enough. They identify with it or the product reflects something in them. It's unique. So they're not just going to say, oh, you know what? I do want a nursing related t-shirt. I'll come back and shop that later when I'm in, you know, at work. Or, you know what? I could use a new mug, but, you know, I'll come, I can look at that later. You want it to be something where they haven't seen it a lot. Your design is, is really interesting and they're not going to risk not finding you again. But it has to be something they actually would use would want. So using nurses as the example, they may see a really cool, um, interesting patterned crossbody bag with something to do with nursing. And so they thought, oh yeah, that's nursing, but I like that design. But they can't use a crossbody bag at work. And are they really going to walk around not at work with a crossbody bag, cross bag on that says I'm a nurse on it? Probably not. So it's unique. It's interesting. It, they identify with it, but they can't justify it. Now, on the other hand, how about some really cool croc type clogs that are all over printed with a really nice design related to nursing that they could wear at work? So croc-ish, but with no holes in the top. Um, now that is something that matches their identity, it's unique, it's interesting, they don't want to miss out on your designs, and they can justify it because they can use it at work. Um, same thing with a pen or a notebook. That's something they can use at work. Maybe even a um, long sleeve undershirt to go under their scrubs. You know, things like that that they can justify the price because it's something useful. And now you have to make it easy. So you've got them to stop. You've got them interested in your product. It's unique enough that they're not going to keep scrolling because they may not find you again. They can justify the purchase. Now you have to make it easy for them to purchase. And this is where optimizing your um, shopping cart checkout is really critical. And I'm a huge advocate here of having... PayPal or something PayPal-like or really something like PayPal plus other things in your payment options. Because one of the surest ways to stop a sale at this point is to make a requirement that somebody gets up and gets their credit card or their debit card to put in the information. Um, you want, again, you've already disrupted their entertainment time. They were scrolling. They weren't looking to shop. They weren't at the mall for a product, they were watching the latest TikTok video, you know, about a silly cat or learning a new cleaning technique, you have distracted them from their goal of, you know, brainless social media scrolling. 
or catching up with their family on Facebook. You have to have a really good product to get them to stop and disrupt that even more to go get credit card information. But if you have PayPal and Apple Pay, Google Pay, or they can just quickly click into their account and complete the transaction, now they can pick up, um, pick up right where they left off with their scrolling. The other thing about using these electronic payment systems is it gives you a degree of certainty that they may not have the confidence to give you credit card information, but these you know services that act almost as electronic wallets put a layer of protection between your data and the data that the business gets. So this business isn't getting your credit card information, um, they're getting the PayPal transaction. And even though payment gateways don't actually show the entirety of the business or the credit card information to the business and don't store all of it in a visible way, it still can be hacked. It's still more concerning, again, for an online business that you don't know, you don't know who owns it, you don't know who runs it. You know, I know I don't feel super confident giving my credit card information in that situation, but I feel more okay with using PayPal. So that is your impulse buying formula. And this is really important. Um, again, going, we've talked a lot about your ideal who. This is where we're talking about your what and how. And when we're looking at the what's here, do you remember your who? You know, what are the items that they actually would be craving or desiring and be, you know, can justify the purchase of beyond the emotional desire to say, hey, I like that. It always goes back to your who. Um, so when in doubt, think about your people. And the how is how do you make it easy? How do you justify that purchase? You know to them that again could go in your copy it can go in a lot of places but how do you do that step and then how do you make sure they can pay for it quickly and get it out to them in a way that they feel confident in so that was part of what joe roberts talked about in um, day two of high profit print on demand not exactly but i kind of pulled it out of his talk but i think it's an important thing for us to think about in the reason people make the decisions they're making for our different items. And even if merchandise becomes part of your bigger brand, it's still an impulse buy because nobody, while we need clothes, nobody needs a t-shirt with your slogan on it. Nobody needs a Stanley Cup with your slogan on it. But we can get them to want it. We can offer it to them in a way that is a really positive, enjoyable buying experience and where they're really happy to have it and use it afterwards. And that's good for all of us because it's still a way of serving our ideal clients, you know, making sure they have access to really good, fun products that help reinforce their new identity if you are helping somebody through a transformation, or just bring them joy um, of using your or having your art and your creativity around them to brighten up their space, brighten up their day. Selling things can be helpful, and we're going to make sure that you can do it easily. All right, I will give you the day three update tomorrow. But until then, this is Dr. Brenna Murphy, and I will see you then. Bye.